What's going on, geeks? This is your boy, Adenshi, and today is a very special episode. Not only is Easter today, happy Easter to you all, it is our Game of Thrones edition. Yes, today is, we're going to talk all Game of Thrones. Now, as you guys know, the hit show has been on for about eight, nine years or so, eight seasons, for ten years, and it's on its final season, and the amount of fans that it's pulled in from all different generations, from older, younger, is crazy. The memes, the different, what you call it, the different uh, cosplay costumes, the whole winter is coming joke. It's a phenomenal. It's crazy. But here's the greatest, here's the funniest part about it. I've never watched an episode of Game of Thrones. I know, right? Crazy. 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 But today I brought in a very special friend of mine. I've actually known her for a very long time. And she is a Game of Thrones head. And I'd like to introduce Your Majesty Queen Mary. Hello, my name is Mary. I've been a Denchi's friend for a few years now. And yeah, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. I have never read the books. I do plan to, but I'm completely obsessed with the TV show. I've been watching it um i've actually started watching it like maybe two two years ago so i kind of jumped on the bandwagon a little late but i am completely obsessed and yeah how obsessed are you what have you done to show your obsession i don't know i dream about it like i've watched three seasons in like a week which is like super unhealthy and like <laughs> i'm just obsessed over it me and my coworker actually we just look up stuff on game of thrones all the time like all day at work. I'm not gonna tell you where I work, cause then yeah, nobody needs to know that. Yeah, no, <laughs> and I don't want to get in trouble. Ain't but none. yeah, ain't none of your, It's none of your business, okay? Exactly. Whatever we do on our work time, that's our work time, okay? Yeah. You and probably and... don't even buy anything from my job anyway, so mind your business. <laughs> mind your business. But it's all Game of Thrones research. You've so. actually done. I've she actually did a what you call it, a breast cancer charity event where she uh, did a sip and paint. With Game of Thrones edition, it was actually a great turnout. Yeah, I had fun. We uh questioned my drawing. The sad part is I didn't drink anything, and it looked like I did paint something that was someone who was drunk doing it. No, it it was was, for me. It was like okay, um, I look like I've been drinking a lot. It looks like I drank a lot, but I swear to you, I had not one sip. I'm just really horrible at this. No, it came out beautiful. I mean, it was kind of a harder picture or a painting to do. It was Daenerys with her three dragons, like a silhouette of it. And then in the background was um, a gradient of like orange to yellow, like um, kind of like it was on fire. So like I called it Dracarys because that girl was on fire. Yes, exactly. But it came out great. And a lot of people showed up and some people like I didn't even know. Like I knew the majority of the people that were coming, but like some people came because they heard it was a Game of Thrones sip and paint. And that's really hard to come by, I think. Yeah, you don't really get a lot of people who do stuff like that. No, so it was really cool. Really good turnout, so. Have you ever had a Game of Thrones watch party? I kind of don't want to right now because I want to be completely, like, concentrated on the show. And if anyone really, like, talks, I will lose my shit. And, yeah. It's like, you will stay silent. Just yeah. like when Beyonce is singing and performing in my car, you will stay silent. Either you sing along, right, or you stay silent. Exactly, or you dance along, or whatever. But yeah, disclaimer: I do not want any distractions, or else 
I feel like I'd like miss, miss a beat and I'll be really mad about it. So no, no, no watch party just yet. Maybe the finale. I don't know. Now Game of Thrones have been on for such a long time that it also got so many other social medias onto it. I follow Bingen with Babish, who is a self-talk uh, chef, and he's done several um, items from uh, food items from um, the Game of Thrones. The first one I think is that big meat pie that they have. Yeah, it was almost was it like the little um, wolf pie by um, Hot Pie made it. Yeah, Arya. Yeah, that was like I seen a couple of episodes that he did. It was very very awesome. I thought about making that one day. I was like, if I ever go to a Game of Thrones party, I'm gonna actually make that, bring it there, and people are gonna be like, they freak out. They freak out like, yo, it's possible for me to do it. But I'd be like, I feel like such a fraud. I'm like, I made this and not know what the meaning of it is. It's okay. That's fine. So talk Game of Thrones. What got you into it? Like, what was it like when you first saw the episode? What was it that made you want to be like, okay, I'm going to watch it again? Well, it actually took a while. The first two seasons for me to like really get into it. Actually, the first three. But a lot of people knowing me always told me like you really should watch Game of Thrones you would love this because it's kind of like in my genre um of things that I would like and it took me a while to get into it because I knew I would like it and I didn't want to waste a lot of time binging because that's literally what I do like if I find a show I'll binge for like days and it's super unhealthy and I waste a lot of time so I didn't want to do that necessarily but it when I did start watching it it really was slow to get through um game of thrones is very intricate when it comes to like the storylines and like the, you have to pay attention there's so many characters so many plots that you could easily get lost if you, you're not paying attention and i wasn't really paying attention like when i was watching it but then um i was still you know i was still getting through it but then something happened in the third season and i was like oh you're allowed to bring spoilers it's been up Oh, excuse me. It's been out for almost yeah. 10 years now. So whatever spoilers need to come out, come out. Like, might as well. Well, the Red Wedding. When that happened, I was like, whoa. So what, what happened in the Red Wedding? So they killed off two of the main characters, um, Caitlin Stark and Rob Stark. Um, what happened... I wasn't really paying attention. I just knew that those were the two main characters. I Like, Ned Stark had died um, the first season, and that was kind of dramatic. And it was like, wow, that's crazy. They killed him. But then getting to know Caitlin and Rob and then for them to just die off like that was absolutely like gut wrenching. And it was just insane that a show did this. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I have to go back, rewatch all of it and really get into it. And that's when I was looking through it with like a fine comb and really getting all my so you had to rewatch this. I rewatch yes, I had to rewatch this. This is probably this is my second time. So well, this show is something that you just can't watch right off the first time and like understand like you might... no. I mean, I think you can. You do have to pay attention, but definitely, I would recommend watching it a second time because you pick up a lot more because there's a lot of foreshadowing in the show and a lot of things that it, there's a lot of parallels too. So it just kind of blows your mind like, wow, that's what that was foreshadowing or that's what it was referencing. And it's just, it's so detailed and it's just poetic and it's just incredible. So yeah, after the Red Wedding, I was like, Fuck, I gotta like really understand what's going on. Rewatch it and I've been hooked ever since. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's... That one episode, I was like 
oh my god, I I can't believe they did that. It was absolutely heartbreaking. Oh, for real? Yeah, it was really crazy. Like, so, it's more like, I'm going to throw the remote control at the TV, get pissed off, cuss somebody out. It was kind of like, and it was way sadder. Like, I wasn't mad about it. I was just shocked and sad about it, I think. Because what, basically what happened was um, the phrase, they had a uh, understanding with Rob Stark that they would be, become alliance um, al- allies if um, Wob were to marry one of Ray's daughters. And, you know, in the book, I think he's like 16. He didn't really want to do that. He just wanted to, like, kind of um, avenge his father. And they were at war, and then he, like, fell in love with this girl, and they got married. And Walter Frey was just like, well, that wasn't the agreement, but... Okay, and then Rob had, like, his um, cousin or uncle, uh, uh, Tully, take his place to marry one of Walter Frey's um, daughter. And then they, um, Walter Frey accepted, and they had the wedding at Walter Frey's um, castle. So all the Freys are there. Um, Bolton, which, which was, like, a northerner, who was alliance with the Starks. So it's like a, literally a war going on, but they like, you know, stopped for this wedding. And what happened was, you know, they got married, it was fine. And then they just completely slaughtered all of them, the Starks, at a wedding. Oh, Lord. So that's why they call it the Red Wedding. The weddings in Game of Thrones are actually really um, tragic. So it's like, there's not, it's like the opposite. Like, there's no such thing as a happy wedding. No, not, no. A lot of, I think a lot of the downfall with the, the main characters is love. So fast forward to what's going on, or like, Rhaegar uh, and Lana, like, they, they got married in secret, and it was a completely, like, forbidden thing, because Robert Baratheon wanted to be with her, and... Rhaegar was, you know, the Mad King's son, and they were at war, but they, like, loved each other, and they got married in secret, producing Jon Snow, and that ended up terrible. They both died. She died of childbirth, and Rhaegar was killed by Robert, and, yeah, I think a lot of characters who fall in love, that's, like, one of their major downfalls in the show. It's pretty sad. If loving you is wrong. I don't want to die, so it's over. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just... I mean, with Tyrion and Shay, and then Cersei and Jamie, and it's... It's just so much, like, literally, love is such a killer thing in this one. In the, sto- in the story, that's what you're telling me. Well, it's a downfall for a lot of the main characters. It's like, just don't fall in love. Like, just just be about your money. Just be about don't what fall you in need love. to do. If Tommen didn't fall in love with Marjorie, maybe he wouldn't have killed himself. Maybe he would still have been king. Um, if Jamie wasn't in love with Cersei, maybe he wouldn't have. Well, he definitely wouldn't have pushed Bran out the window because <laughs> that would have been. Awesome. That wouldn't even have happened. You guys are on something. Ooh. Ooh. So these characters are good. So Mary, what are some characters that stood out to you in that show? A lot of them do. I mean, like as... which more characters? Like, in other words, are more your favorite that you can relate to? I can't relate to any of them, but... <laughs> in the littlest of ways. I'm not saying, like... Um, I'm not, like, I can't relate to the one that c- controls all the dragons and whatnot. I'm not on that level yet. I mean, like, I understand their point of view and everything. Um, well, Daenerys, like, her point of view is just, like, 
you know, she she's going for the Iron Throne, but I think she's kind of... Not to cut you off, what's the Iron Throne? So that's the literal throne that they're fighting for. So if you sit on the Iron Throne, you're like ruler of the Seven Kingdoms. So that's that's what this whole... Not the what this whole show is about, but Game of, Thro- Game of Thrones, Iron Throne... That's so, in other words, no one has been able to sit on this throne. No. Um, the Mad King, the Targaryen, sat on the throne for hundreds of years, and then a uprise, um, a rebellion. Then the uh, Robert Baratheon um, was able to sit on the Iron Throne because the Kingslayer, aka Jamie Lannister, had killed the king and sent, like, basically all the Targaryens um, were dispersed or dead at this point because the Targaryens were kind of crazy and all the dragons were gone and they didn't want them to reign anymore so Robert Baratheon took over but then a whole thing happened where Rob died because Cersei killed him in a hunting accident and now the now her uh, their alleged children Sit on, were sitting on the throne, Tommen, well, Joffrey and Tommen, but they weren't actually Baratheons, they were Lannisters. And so her children ended up dying, and then now Cersei sits on the throne. So, no, it's uh, the throne is always occupied by someone. That's basically what uh, like these people are trying to take away or to, to sit on is the throne. Daenerys wants the throne. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so... I mean, it's just a lot. I don't even know it's what to start. a lot of crazy shit. I feel like it's a lot of stuff to get into. Like, you just explained so much to But me. I didn't even touch And I'm, I was just about to get into Like, you just explained so much and you haven't even touched. I'm pretty sure it's like the first three seasons you're only talking about. This is just a generalization oh. of what's going on. It's not even... That wasn't even, like, any seasons in particular. So what were some what-the-fuck moments for you when you were watching that show? When you were watching Game of Thrones? What-the-fuck moments? Um, I think a lot of what the fuck moments were season seven and the recent episode because it is not living up to my standards. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're going to get into that. A lot of people online, when the first episode came out, people were hyped, getting ready to throw parties. Like people had countdowns for this. Yeah, it's and a whatnot. big deal. And the minute deal. the first episode came out, Twitter, Facebook, everything, Instagram means like people were just pissed. Yeah, well, it was very underwhelming, and it was kind of, it wasn't, like, a disappointment, because I don't think I could be disappointed in Game of Thrones. It is, like, it is what it is. This is the ending I'm going to have. So you expect better. I expect way better. The standards that I have for Game of Thrones are the same for all of the seasons, and the last two seasons has definitely lacked. It's like when Infinity, uh, when, um, Infinity War came out for, Mar- for the Avengers. Everyone such had this high standard because of that. And then when Captain Marvel came up afterwards. I love Captain Marvel. Uh, we did a review on uh, we did a review on that one earlier. That was I like one of our first episodes. I love Captain Marvel. And she, um, I thought it was a good movie. But I understood from both perspectives. I loved it. But at the same time, like after getting Infinity War, it's like, you could only go up. But I sat there and looked. I was like, it's not an Infinity War. This is more of an origin story. It's an origin story. story. And a lot of people didn't see that. They're like, it was horrible. It's so I'm like, what is up with y'all having strong female leads? Like, I don't get that. 
Maybe they're sexist or Black they're people. haters. I don't even know. But I thought it was amazing. Speaking of strong female leads, are there any strong female leads in uh, Game of Thrones? I think the majority of the main characters are strong female leads. So no damsel in distress nonsense? No, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Um, they're all bad bitches. Seriously, she's a bad one. Arya, Sansa, Daenerys, they're all bad. Like, they're they're amazing. And I love that about this show, too. So in other words, like, we don't need men to fight our battles. We can do it ourselves. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, Brienne of Tarth, she's freaking amazing. But yeah, I love that. I love that. A fantasy show, they're able to come out with, like, a lot of strong female roles, which is, like, definitely against the norm for a lot of fantasy shows. Because I can say, like, movies. 20 years ago, like, 10, 20 years ago, shows would have came out like that, you would have never seen strong female roles. Like, right, They exactly. would have just literally played either the, what you call the wife, uh, maid, or just a sex slave, but you don't ever see, you'll have one or two characters that probably be strong, mm-hmm. but they'll get rid of them like that. Right. Yeah, so I love that about this show, and... Yeah, it, it just definitely goes against the grain for a lot of things, um, you know, with the whole incest thing. It was pretty gross. Yeah, I heard like, a lot yeah, about was, that, too. Like, a hell of a lot of incest. I'm like, so what's up with that? I mean, it just is what it is. A lot of Game of Thrones was influenced by, like, European history, and that's what they did back then to keep, keep the bloodline pure. And obviously, they were really dumb back then, and it completely shows in this show, too. Like, yeah. why would you have this, like raging crazy 16 year old joffrey baratheon like tell you guys what to do i mean like no one really thought for themselves so like it was very common back then especially like with the royalty i never got that concept like yeah how you gonna have a a 16 year old king lead an army like he like he has no war history he got no background well i mean it's very accurate to um like i said european history like you trust the people around you to give you advice and you know that's what they had they had like advisors there's the um right hand of the king and people trying to tell joffrey like yeah that's not a good idea and he just did it anyway and people still like you know joffrey's our king and it's just it's just dumb so yeah like i think that's not even more uh, people still do that now I feel like I feel that's more of a now situation too. Like, oh, I hope not. That's... Well, not no, like I wouldn't say that. Like more general. Like, let's look at like social media page. Like with Gucci posting mm-hmm. out that whole sweater, the whole mm-hmm. blackface sweater. Right, right, right. You gotta understand there had to be somebody that was in there. They're gonna be like, yeah. I just think in that case, there's no actual like, rep- like representation in in those board meetings or whatever. Like, there's no person of color. To say like, oh, maybe that's a little offensive. I feel like we that's what we need. Like just we just need one black woman in a, or, in, the, no. uh, in the office. Like we're just sitting there. No, like, we don't need one sick? black woman. We need multiple faces of women and Well just say one what I mean by that is the one her job is to tell you, Are you fucking serious? Like that's her job. Yeah, to sad. just sit there and call you out on your bullshit. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. A lot of insensitivity comes from I think just that not enough diversity so mm-hmm. yeah oh god so game of thrones let's get back to that that so pretty much strong female character leads who are some of your favorite characters in the show oh well i love Arya stark she better not die or else i will literally die <laughs> just kidding it's a little dramatic but Arya stark is definitely one of my favorites brianna tar sansa stark she she's amazing um 
and well, she's proved herself amazing. Her character development is just, I think, is so respectable. Um, she was because she started off as like this really like she was like this little girl who just wanted to get out of Winterfell, and she had a total crush on Joffrey, and she wanted to be you know, a, a lady, and, like, she was very delicate, and her and her whole family has gone through hell, but, like, I really just kind of, like, I feel bad for all of them, but Sansa went through so much. And who's the actress that plays Arya? Maisie Williams. Maisie Williams? Maisie Williams plays Arya. But Sansa, she was just really dumb back then, and she didn't know what was going on and all these unfortunate things happened and she was um, held prisoner essentially in King's Landing and she had to escape somehow and she was under, um, you know, the wing of Baelish Littlefinger and he, his, his intentions were not to, to help her at all, obviously. It was just to um, get where he wanted to go, his agenda. And so she was married off twice. She was raped. She was abused. She was just all these horrible things. And you think she's just like a a damsel in distress almost, but then, you know, Battle of the Bastards come. She gets the veil veil and they come and they they win Battle of the Bastards for Jon because Jon would have literally died. And then she just becomes this so, this, very observant character and she's developed to be one of the smartest characters i think in the show she smells Cersei's bullshit from a hundred miles away when yeah. Tyrion is like yeah like Cersei said she was gonna come with her armies and she's like i thought you were the most cleverest man and she she knows she learned from the most wicked people around her so i i really like um sansa Arya, she's just she's just incredible. She's my little assassin. Um, she just go. She just went against the grain her whole entire life, and she is just an incredible fighter now. Brienne of Tarth, I think she's just so amazing because she's very honorable and very loyal. And that's played by Gwendolyn Christie, right? Yes, Gwendolyn Christie. She's amazing, very stunning. But yeah, I even love Cersei. Like, Cersei is, like, one of the most, like, not complex, because I can, I I know, I know um, Cersei's past and everything, and why she behaves the way she does, but she's such a good villain, and you just have to respect her complete ferociousness, and her just not giving a fuck and she literally does what she wants. She has no regard for any rules or anything and she's just crazy and I completely respect that. I just realized something. Cersei was in The Purge. I've never seen The Purge. Lena. Lena. Her actor. Her actor's name is um, Lena Hedy. Yeah. forgot. Like I was wondering. I was like, yo, she looks really familiar. And I was like, oh, she was the wife in The Purge. I've never seen The Purge. But she was the wife in Spartacus. Uh, not Spartacus, I'm sorry. 300. So she's she's used to these roles. Well, I think this is like I don't I've never more seen of those her. like fantasy like historical fiction roles. Yeah, but she plays a really good villain. I think all the people in Game of Thrones are just incredible actors, like all of them. So, 
hats off to them. But yeah, I don't know. Um, the yeah, the first season, um, the first episode was completely disappointing. I think they missed a lot of marks. What were some of the marks that they missed? Um, John riding the dragon was just completely cheesy. And I don't think they should have had him ride a dragon until maybe after the fact that he found out he was Targaryen because he would have just maybe solidified it more. I, I felt like that should have been like a pinnacle experience for him. Kind of like how it was for Daenerys when she was um, in the pit and she rode Drogon for the first time. And it was just like this completely glorious thing that um, she was able to do. And with Jon, I felt like it was very clumsy, very very just, just again cheesy and it was just not it was just it just felt rushed so i didn't I like think that i've seen that online they did a whole someone did a meme on it i was my page yeah it was with the whole aladdin thing i saw yeah, that that's how cheesy it is because now you could <laughs> fucking put a a disney song behind it and it works it like, was a i was like I would watch Game of Thrones if that was the case. Like, I sung along to it. That's the sad part. I know. It worked so well. So, like, that's... They completely mixed, missed that. Um, what else? I didn't like... In the whole episode, it was just, like, there was no sense of urgency. Like, the White Walkers are... They busted through the walls. Like, they're coming. Why... What are White Walkers? White Walkers are, like, zombies, basically. So, that's where a lot of theories come from, like... I mean, I you know where how the Night King started. It was because of the first men in the Children of the Forest, and they, the the first men were taking all like their weirwood trees and like destroying a lot of their things, and the Children of the Forest wanted to defeat them by creating the Night King. But then the Night King ultimately was just like this, um, this thing that just turned everyone dead, and he can like basically control everybody so how if you die and he like touches you or he turns you then you're a white walker and you basically have to do what he does or what he commands or whatever so there's a lot i don't know a lot about like his council like i don't really know where they come from like was it from um all the like sacrifice babies i I don't know, but, um, yeah, those are White Walkers, and they basically, like, don't die unless you kill them with Valerian Steel or Dragon Glass or, um, you burn them, but, yeah, those are White Walkers, and then that's the Army of the Dead that basically what John and all of them are fighting against, because they're coming, and they're gonna kill everyone, and no, no one's gonna be alive. So that's the whole thing. Oh lord, yeah, There's a lot of shit. Like it's, I'm, I'm baiting if I want to even try to. You know, the sad thing is, probably when the season's over, I'm gonna be like those people who watch it afterwards. Like, what was the hype on this show? There's a, it's just absolutely like incredible. Like that's the only way I can describe it. Just the, there's just so many plots and how they intertwine and how they, they're all. It's just, it's just, I don't even know how to describe it. There's a lot into this show, too. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. Who were some characters that, you told me that there was a lot of characters that did die in this. Like, especially main characters. Which character that died hit you the hardest? 
Shireen Baratheon. Shireen Baratheon was really, really heartbreaking. Um, now, who was she? She was Stannis Baratheon's daughter. She um, was this little girl who really didn't have love from her parents. And, you know, her dad did love her. Her mom showed her, like, tough love. But she was touched with grayscale. And so she was, like, physically deformed. And she was kept in the castle like the majority of her life but she was still so witty and so smart and she had a really kind heart she taught Davos how to read and Davos loved her like she was his own and she was just a very sweet child very innocent and what had happened because Stannis was fucking with the red woman which is the witch who believed that he was the prince who was promised when really she was wrong about that um they were like at their last like and and they were about to attack um the boltons in winterfell and what they used to do in the past was make like you know small sacrifices here and there by burning people and she suggested or like you know really like strong-handed stannis to burn his own daughter at the stake and it, that was just probably, like, the saddest thing I saw. What kind of shit is this? Because it's... Because she had King's blood in her. And with the Red Woman, like, King's blood is the only way you can get, like, the dark magic to be on your side. And so you have to sacrifice these uh, um, whatever. And she... They ultimately sacrificed Shireen. And it was really... It was really sad. So her death was really sad... The Red Wedding was really sad. Um, Egret, I loved Egret, John's first love. Her death was, to me, was really sad. Because she was just, you know, on the wrong side of the wall. And all they wanted was to be in that cave forever. But, yeah, that was really sad. And, um, I don't know. Yeah, those were the, the, the main deaths that, like, hit me hardest, so... Damn, there's a lot in there. I did, I did. Uh, Jason Momoa was in, uh, what'd you call it, in Game of Thrones too, right? Yes, he was um, called Drago, which was Daenerys's um, husband. She was sold off to him, and she didn't really speak Dothraki because he was Dothraki, and um, you know she was raped by him and all this other stuff. But she adapted to the Dothraki ways, and she, you know, had to marry. The call Drago, so she then became Khaleesi, and they were generally like they learned to love each other, and he died because I thought like how he died was really sad, but like it was kind of stupid. The cause of his death was an infection from like a fucking cut, and that was retarded. And no, that's accurate as hell though. Yeah, but like for someone like it's ironic I think because he's just like this big strong call, and like the thing that got him was stubbornness ultimately because he had to like fight this one Drithraki that was disrespecting Daenerys which is like whatever but then like he pushed his chest into his knife and that's what got infected and then she had to go but it had to be done and I saw why it needed to be done because she called on the help of a witch who kind of misled her because she was pregnant at the time with calls um with Drogo's um, baby and she was like you know Daenerys was really desperate to save him and 
the witch warned her like it's a life for a life and basically she sacrificed her baby unknowingly and call was just or drago was just kind of like a vegetable and daenerys had to put him out of his misery by like suffocating him because that was no life all the dothraki kind of abandoned him because if you're no call if you can't ride a horse and he was like a vegetable so she had to kill him and she sacrificed she didn't sacrifice him sorry she burned him but with that she burned the witch and she took her dragon eggs with her and she's a targaryen she can't burn it was burning all night all of them the witch and everything and that magic is what hatched the dragon eggs so that's how she got her three dragons so it was necessary that he died but yeah he was really cool i liked him he did really good yeah aquaman aquaman was i thought aquaman was good yeah i had a friend she said i thought aquaman was good i was like, what was your favorite part well the one in the beginning i'm like you mean the shirtless part yeah, I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> yeah, he could have been more shirtless. That's my yeah, only. that's the same thing too. Like, if he was dating somebody, like movies you not see in 2018, Creed, Aquaman, no. Yeah. It was like if you really want to keep your girlfriend and don't have her give ideas, like Michael B. Jordan got a body like that. I mean, I mean, if you work hard, you can possibly get that body. I'm like, yeah, you see the money he got for that body. He yeah. got that body. That's that Hollywood money right there. If I had that Hollywood money, I'd be shit. I look like that every day. <laughs> What you mean? I wouldn't even own a shirt at that point. Exactly. Even like twenty degree weather outside, shirtless. Yeah. No. They they definitely have a lot of resources to look like that, but I'm not mad about it. No, nah. of course you're not. Of course I you're like not. it. I'm not complaining. So. All right. So we're getting towards the end of our segment, and each time, even though uh, it's going to be a short special one, we like to play a game called Top Five. We did, for the last game, we did a top five. We actually repeated this one. Top five Marvel women we did for that you would wife up. So since this is a Game of Thrones edition, pick your top five people you would want to see on the throne. Um, well, I mean, there's only like, honestly, like two people fighting for it. <laughs> so, but like... It doesn't have to be main character. Like, who would you think would be a better suitor for it? Like... Well, I wouldn't have five um, choices. I would probably only have one. And right now, it's John. John, even though he doesn't want to be on the throne, that's not his intention at all. He just found out he was Targaryen, so like, he doesn't even want to be king of the north. Um, I think John would be a great ruler. Uh, Daenerys has to go. She is, I think, going down the wrong path. Um when it comes to ruling i think john is like a way better ruler than she is and she just doesn't get that i think she's just so focused on the end goal that she doesn't realize like hey your tactics or whatever are not the best way to get followers or to um gain alliances or anything so she needs to go but i think john would be really great but i mean if it was just whatever, I think Sansa would be great on the Iron Throne. Tyrion Lannister, definitely. He would be really good. Um, Brienne the Tarth, she's great. So it's John, Tyrion, Sansa, Brienne, and I think um, maybe Varys. 
Varys for sure. Because he's always had the realm and um, good intentions for the realm. So, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Well, guys, today Game of Thrones comes on tonight at 9 for episode 2. So make sure you guys tune into that. This episode is going to get posted uh, today, probably after before the episode. So this way you guys get an idea of what's going on. Listen, I'd like to thank my guest, Queen Mary. Thank you, Denji. Your Majesty. <laughs> after our third or fourth take, she finally got my name right. <laughs> <laughs> Denji. All right, guys. Stay Bye. tuned. We'll have um, this episode. We're going to post this today. And Tuesday, uh, actually Wednesday, tune in for our Wednesday podcast where we actually talk about Avengers Endgame as well as anime. This has been your boy, Denji, and I'm out. Peace.